there's a TikTok that's going viral right now by it's this chick named Maddie Pruitt. There you go. Um, never heard of her before. Today is my first day. <laughs> Apparently, she was on a TV show. Um, yes, I'm so proud the, the Bachelor of you. Yeah. or the Bachelorette? Which it one? Was, I, it was one of them. I forget. Where there are more girls than guys. That's uh. She, she was competing for love. That's not, that's bad. <laughs> are you looking it up on Google? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. She was like, man, the Lord she hasn't was, blessed me yet. So she, she was competing for love. I'm like, you are reading that straight from Google. <laughs> well, she apparently she's famous for being a Christian on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, yeah. and so we're just gonna give her every preaching and speaking platform. And there's a TikTok of her going crazy viral right now where she says something along the lines of like, only Jesus, only Jesus can satisfy. And she's really preaching. And I'm like, amen, hallelujah. Like, I want to like, I want to, you know, clap from the balcony and say, preach it. But then my sinful side of me is like, well, people have taken this TikTok and done some pretty hilarious things. One of my favorite being where she's like, only Jesus can satisfy. He's the one, only he can satisfy. And then it cuts to this girl and she's eating an everything bagel. (laughs) And she's like, she's like, but this everything bagel though, like this everything bagel though is kind of (laughs) good. Bro, this is like, when when Paul says there's a a battle between like, (laughs) you know, your, 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 your flesh, and the things of things of God. This is what I yep. feel when watching this TikTok. This is I'm that like, spiritual warfare. There, there's a part of me that's like, look at the Lord. I'm like, it's stitching it. It's going viral. Only Jesus satisfies what man meant for evil. God can turn for good. <laughs> Amen. But then I see some of the stitches and I'm like, that's legitimately hilarious. And it's one of my favorite things it's in the world. so funny. It's so freaking funny, dude. And um, I don't know. Maybe my humor is just absolutely destroyed because of TikTok. Because like... I can watch a three-second video of a piece of bread falling over, and it'll make me laugh for three minutes. It's like, try not to laugh, and it's just this piece of bread, and it's just standing there, and it just plops over, and I I die. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. So maybe my humor is just the thing that's screwed up. It is. Well, you laugh at your own TikToks. You send me your own TikToks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you think yeah. they're hilarious. My, I would say... 70% of my TikToks are absolute gold and des- I, I deserve a million followers on TikTok. hundred percent. There's no, I'm not even, I, I'm convinced. I have, a, I have some of the funniest TikToks on the face of the earth. Hey, Half of them I can't post. What's that verse about God opposing the proud and exalting the humble? Well, it's not pride. It's is, not pride. Is it? If it was is pride. It, is, it, is, it, is, it it pride. is it justice? Is it justice? Is that what you deserve? God, God is a this? God of justice. Yeah. He's he's the one that, you know, he cares about justice. You know, we yeah. it talks a lot about that in the Old Testament. And I just feel like, mm. I, personally, mm. pride would be asking for 10 million followers. That's not what I'm asking for. Like, at least 800K. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so I can be invited to passion to preach. <laughs> I need to get my reps in. Yeah, you can be the new Christian influencer. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that TikTok went crazy viral, and that just kind of started the conversation between both of us about Christian influencers in general. And so before we tackle that, let me introduce myself. My name is Victor, and I'm a student pastor at a local church in the state of North Carolina. 
And my name is Reagan Jones, also a student pastor of the state of North Carolina, and welcome to Sanctified-ish, conversations with pastors who have not figured it out. And today we are tackling Christian influencers, the good, the bad, and everything Sanctified-ish. And so I, I would probably put us in like the lukewarm medium category. We're not great. We're yeah. not bad. We're just like in yeah, the middle. we're there. Yeah. We exist. Yeah, we exist. We exist. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> it might not be a great thing. <laughs> But we exist. But it's so Christian influencers are so fascinating to me because I think we kind of talked off camera before this, but Christian celebrities have always existed. Um, yeah. Like even Jesus himself was a celebrity. Yeah. He went into a town and people who were not Jewish, were not religious, just heard this man was a healer and they came out the woodwork. So he was like yeah. this massive celebrity. So like celebrityism has always existed in the Christian faith. But this whole new branch of celebrity called Christian influencers, specifically the last like three to five years, I think has sprouted up. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm conflicted on it because I think there is a there's a wealth of possibility that it's like, man, everybody under the sun, whether you have been a Christian for one second or a hundred years, should want to tell everybody about the gospel and yeah. use every avenue and every platform. Like Christians should make a hundred TikTok sharing the gospel a day and just yeah. like spray and pray. Like that's that's what we should yeah. do. Um, on the flip side, I think the whole Christian influencer thing is also really dangerous at the same time because there are some people that seek a platform. I think most people honestly don't. Um, yeah. I think these, I think there's a lot of like men, 15 to 20 year olds, honestly, that start out on TikTok just wanting to share the gospel. And then all of a sudden they wake up and they have a million followers. And that is a, a, a burden that no 17 year old should have to carry. And so now yeah. what do you do when you have a million people looking to you for spiritual guidance when you just accepted Jesus at a summer camp last year and you're yeah. still trying to walk with the Lord and you're still trying to figure things out and where, who's checking in on you? Who were you right. reporting to? Like, I think that's why yeah. churches like pastors have elders and there's systems and there's accountability, but like, where's the accountability in the Christian social media influencer realm. But I think if Paul had the internet, I think Paul would be ecstatic. So it's like, it's this, it's this weird, <laughs> yeah, it's this weird gray area. I don't think it's super black and white, but I think it's definitely this thing that has risen over the last couple of years and it's not going anywhere. Yeah, you're right. Christian kind of like celebrityism is nothing new. Like there are, are accounts of Jesus going into towns and like the whole town showing up to be healed and to see Jesus and to see, you know, what he would say and what he would do. And so even you know, backing up all the way to the time of Jesus, this thing has existed for a while. But TikTok influencers in specific and really just social media and the new wave of communication that social media has kind of created has transformed it into this new thing. And so what happens is, is now at a really young age, you have the potential to reach way more people. And yeah. when you reach more people, naturally, that's going to bring along a lot of the things that just being famous brings along. And a lot of people just aren't equipped to handle that. Like, yeah. you see 
children on TikTok go crazy viral and crazy famous, and that literally wrecks their lives. Like, yeah, for the rest of their life, this is what defines them. And so it's just been this interesting medium where people overnight have the opportunity now to reach millions and millions and millions of people. And it's just if the algorithm chooses you that night or yeah. not. And it's created this really interesting culture because one thing that's important to note is that Christian influencers don't inherently have spiritual authority over you because they don't serve yeah. as your pastor. If you are plugged into a healthy local church that's not spiritually abusive or like if it's a healthy Christian Christ-centered church, then hopefully you have pastors and elders over you that serve for things like church discipline, discipleship, yeah. teaching, and that's where the, your spiritual authority comes from. And I think we're starting to look more to TikTok for spiritual advice and spiritual authority rather than the local church. And this is where we really start to go wrong. Well, the hard part is you can't be known in TikTok. And so the one thing that a pastor can provide that your favorite TikTok or celebrity church pastor across the country can't provide is they don't know you. And so like yeah. the word always has authority. So like, I want to make a differentiation, like Vic and I've talked about this. There's a differentiation between the word having authority in your life versus like that person having pastoral authority in your life. So like anytime the word of God is preached, that has authority to change and shape and, and bring, speak life into you. Um, but that person, that entity, that church having influence over you, unless you're a part of that congregation, like those are two different things. Yeah. Um, and I, I think you're right. I think we do see this with um, celebrity TikTok influencers, but also like celebrity preachers that I think we are becoming, I think Rick Warren may have talked about this, but we are becoming less and less a, a nation of I'm going down to my local church um, with pastor so-and-so because I've known him for 20 years. Now it's like, I'm going to listen to Mike Todd. I'm going to listen to Judah Smith. Like we have like 10 pastors in America yeah. that everybody yeah. listens to. And so you can be in Washington, D.C. and listen to Chad Veach in L.A. and be like, oh, I'm a part of Zoe Church. Um, yeah. And like that's, that's nothing against Chad and them. Like they do great things. But I think that shows something in us that we desire to be spoken at. We don't desire to be discipled. And I think that's just a matter of convenience and yeah. independence. And when yeah. you combine convenience and independence together, that's a recipe for disaster because it's convenient to be able to pull up whatever church website you want to and fast forward through the worship, listen to the sermon, and then fast forward through the worship, right? And that's convenient. You can do that anytime you want. And then independence will create in you a sense of, well, I don't need community. I don't need to get plugged in. I don't need to be known. I don't need to be discipled. And so when you combine those two things, you are creating a recipe for disaster. And, and some churches approach this decently. They do a pretty good job on some of like their sermons or videos. They'll talk about how, you know, this is not a replacement for you know, you being plugged into your local church and your local body, and they'll kind of give that disclaimer there at the front. But 
I mean, we all read the disclaimers on, you know, packages <laughs> of food that we buy. Yeah. Or, like, who yeah. listens to those? It's like, oh, yeah. it's cool that it's on there, but it's kind of just like a legal obligation. It's like, so I does agree. that really work? I read it. Yeah. Right. It's like terms and conditions. What? I didn't read that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I feel like that's more for the self-conscious of the church putting it out than for the people actually watching it. Because anytime, yeah. like, I, I look at a sermon on YouTube and I see that, I fast forward through it and I'm like, I, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's like, um, cool. Yeah, I think that's more for the churches and the people. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do think you, you bring up kind of interesting points of like, I think we have created, like we the people have created Christian influencers um, that yeah. we have put people on a pedestal. Um, that we And it's like, again, that's always been there. But I think the unique thing about social media is that it has allowed us to do that quicker and at a more rapid rate at any pace in human history. And so, like, we look at someone like Saul in the Bible, where he was kind of like the f- first sort of Christian influencer that you see, where it's like the people wanted a king, and Saul checked yeah. all the boxes, and they promoted him when God was supposed to be the king that they wanted. And now we kind of do the same thing, where we see men and women that it's like, that person checks all of the boxes that I would want out of a, a preacher or a pastor. And we promote that person not knowing that person and now we have put that person in a position of power that they may not be ready for. Like yeah. that po- position of power drew Saul mad. Like he became yeah. insane because he could not bear the weight of the responsibility that was only meant for God. And I think that like, that's the thing that breaks my heart about Christian influencers, like specifically for like the 17 and 16 year old kids, like Vic and I are both student pastors. And so I think for the most part, these kids just want to share the gospel. And now like they get on these platforms, they, they want to share the gospel and they are given these platforms, praise God, like they're trying to steward them well. But like, I, I watched this video by a Christian rapper. I think his name is Henrik or Heinrich. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like cool dude, like he plays music at my student ministry, but he had this whole video about basically how he blew up really quickly and his platform outpaced his relationship with God. And so he was like, people started coming to him and being like, bringing all of these deep pastoral and theological, theological questions. And he was like, I don't know how to answer these. I don't know how to care for you. Yeah. I just wanted to make rap music that glorified God. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I don't know how to hold those two things in tension that it's like, man, go put every song you have out on SoundCloud, go put every song you have out on TikTok, like preach it. That's awesome. But the ugly backside of that is, man, you get a burden that's not meant for you. Um, yeah. Like no 17-year-old can carry something like that. And I think what your point was is that that responsibility falls on the people. Um, that that burden falls on your pastor. That yeah. doesn't fall on these kids. Yeah. I mean, it. The scripture talks about how your pastor will be judged more harshly. Your teacher will be judged more harshly. Your elder will be judged more harshly. Those are the people that God has has put responsibility for the sh- for the flock on, not a 15, 16, 17-year-old, you know, who with all good intentions wanted to preach the gospel and and share their faith and just and just reach people. And now they're they're put into positions where they're being invited to speak on stages that they're probably not ready for. They're, yeah. you know, getting sponsorships and working with brands and coming into, you know, 
you, you just talk about all of the pressure about changing the message to fit you know whatever someone else wants you to say and there's there's a lot of things that go into yeah. you know posting a 60 second video on the internet and what happens a lot of time is out of very good intention these people are sharing the gospel but their message starts to change and i think there's a lot of really unintentional heresy that happens on these platforms yeah because they like their progress as a celebrity is outpacing their yeah. walk with Jesus. I, I think that's a fascinating, fascinating point you bring up there. Because like nobody starts out wanting to speak heresy. Like yeah. I think this is this is like my go-to illustration for everything, but heresy is kind of like the riptide in the ocean. It's that slow drift where it's like you're not kind of paying attention, but you look up and it's like, wow, I'm a mile further away than I used to be. And like, no, I don't think anybody wakes up being like, this is what I'm going to speak. But I think when there's no authority, when there's no elder speaking in, when there's no church authority, when there's no pastor coming alongside and being like, hey, bro, I don't think you meant what you really meant here. I think that's where there can be a little bit of danger. Um, Yeah. But I I think that's where it's like, even take our podcast here, it's like, Man, like we have people in our own church that listen to this, that if we say something that we probably shouldn't say, <laughs> we're getting an email. Like we're yeah, so yeah. someone is going to confront us on this. And I think like yeah. even like like for, for my personal page, like a lot of the stuff that I repost on there is stuff that was preached in a church underneath the authority of either the lead pastor or the elders there. And yeah. so like there's accountability at least to those specific congregations of everything that's being put out. And now like that 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 doesn't mean that like you cannot share the gospel or should not share the gospel on social media. Like if God gives you a word, bro, say that. And like that, that's yeah. where I want to like hold the, the tension and the balance in that. But I think what you bring up is, is right. Like I think when there's no accountability, when nobody's checking in on these Christian influencers for their spiritual health and their theological, I guess, orthodoxy. Now yeah. you have a million followers who are following after people who may not know where they are going themselves. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting balance here, right? Because like we have I would say like really good accountability. We have good community. We have people that will send us the email. We have people that will speak into our lives. We have like pastors and people that we've just surrounded ourselves with much because of the place where we work and we're just blessed with that. But that also doesn't mean that we have spiritual authority in any of the listeners lives. And it's like everyone listening to this needs to take everything we say with a grain of salt. That's why we put pastors who haven't figured it out because we're like, that gives us kind of a cop out when we say something wrong. It's like, Oh, we haven't figured it out. But here's the thing. It's like, if we say something or give advice or, you know, do something like that should always be double checked because that's just the healthy healthy thing to do just in general let alone you know especially with spiritual things i i want to push back a little bit on that so like i i do i do think that like if you preach the gospel over the internet i think the authority and i don't think this is what you were saying but i think the authority of that comes from the gospel message itself not the title and position that the person has so i i I, for For example like like I think um, uh, I could listen to a Mike Todd sermon or I could listen to a John Piper sermon 
and John Piper sermons have had authority and changed my life because of the things that he said, not because John Piper, like John Piper isn't my pastor. Mike Todd is not my pastor, but they are speaking under the authority of scripture and scripture has authority in my life. So like, I, sure. I do think that like you can preach the gospel on TikTok or YouTube or wherever, and that can have authority in your life. The problem becomes that person itself, himself, herself, whoever it is, that cannot be your primary shepherd. Like, the authority right. of the word of God does not change no matter where you hear it or who you hear it from, if it's preached from the word. But that person on the internet cannot be your primary shepherd because you are not in community with that person. And right. I think like to bring it full circle, like I think we have a lot of people that may be hearing the word on the internet, but they have no shepherd. They have, yeah. they have no voice in their life that knows them in community. Yeah, for sure. It's it's like it, nothing to take away from the power and authority that Scripture just, you know, in, inherently has. Like yeah. Scripture, the Word of God, that carries significant and ultimate like spiritual authority. I think when we start attributing spiritual authority to people, you're right. Yeah. It's when we're in community because, you know, if someone emails us and confesses a sin, well, that's cool. But what are we going to say? Hey, you probably need to go talk to a trusted friend or pastor we're, about that. We're not your pastor. Because but I, because you're in community with those people, not with us. But I think this is a holistic issue, too, is I don't think we have enough good pastors in America. And so yeah. we have talented speakers, but a lack of shepherds. And yeah. so now we are honestly kind of like the new testament churches looking for the the the, the best speakers i like, i'm a fan of apollos i'm a fan of paul and it's like no you you were underneath the authority of the word and i think the pe people are drawn to these talented speakers across the country because they look down the road and i'm like well john piper or mike todd or whoever is better than what i have down the road so i'm gonna neglect the shepherd i have down the street yeah for the person that can speak halfway across the country and partly they're doing that because the shepherd down the street just isn't good at his or her job. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's like, that there is like a tension there. Like there isn't a hundred percent black or white issue. Yeah. And that's where it's like, that's where the responsibility, and this is what's difficult. This is why social media has presented such an issue with Christian influencers is because the responsibility of, of finding a pastor that cares well and shepherd shepherds his people like that ultimately falls on the church member like if if a church yeah. member is in, is in a church and involved in a community and their pastor is either you know spiritually manipulating them not caring for them is just preaching on sunday and disappearing not in relationship not in community like that's a huge red flag and it's either it's up to you to either bring it to the attention of the church and push for change within the church or to go somewhere else and look for a pastor that is pastors that are involved, engaged and care well for their community. The answer is never to log on to a church's website to start consuming media and to call it a day. And, but that's the easiest solution. Yeah. And I think this is, um, like the tool can be right, but it's when it's used in the wrong way, it loses all of its value and purpose in the first place. And so I think that's kind yeah. of what either coming out of the pandemic we've seen with online church and podcast ministries. And I think social media and TikTok kind of Christian gospel outreach has 
fallen into this category as well. That like I think it's good. Like I think it's it's soapbox preaching. It's sharing the gospel and these massive platforms, and that's awesome and that's great. But I think like even what we've seen is that you can have people and there's a great church right down the road in your area, but you log on to YouTube or you settle for a podcast and like a podcast isn't church. Um, yeah. And you, YouTube it's isn't good. discipleship. It's good. It can it's have good, good content. For, it's, yeah. It's, it's good for the purpose of just like broad expansion of the gospel. Yeah. But it's not discipleship. Yeah. And, and so I, I think we have a lot of people that like, we use that as discipleship. It's like, well, I go to church. I watch so-and-so on YouTube. I listen to so-and-so online. And man, like that, that's, that's not, that's not church. That's not discipleship. Um, and, and, and yeah. 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 And I mean, maybe here like shifting perspectives because I think you can, you can go back and listen to our, um, you know, social media metaverse, and just like missions podcasts that we did because in there we talk very highly of social media and how it's a tool yeah. that that can be resourced and used to advance you know the kingdom of God and the gospel and none of this negates what we said in that episode all of that yeah. still stands true both Reagan and I have platforms where we try and share the gospel and talk about Jesus on TikTok, and we both do it in different ways. Yeah, and those things are good. It's just when we when consumers blow it out of proportion, and a lot of times even TikTok influencers or just influencers in general, especially Christian ones that aren't seasoned and maybe don't have a lot of experience, like it goes to their head a lot of times and. That's a whole nother cause for concern because then Jesus is just an avenue to advance their platform rather than the gospel. Well, and that and that's like, a hard issue. We're like, you don't need to be on social media to do that. Like I know pastors that yeah. have that. Like, I mean, you don't need a million followers. Like I struggled with that when I had 600 followers. <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's real. The, the, the littlest bit of notoriety. And so that's where it's like those 16 year old kids that gets cranked up times a hundred when they hit these massive astronomical numbers. But like, I, I love the perspective you just kind of brought it back to, because I think Vic and I are probably more pro social media than most people. Um, For sure. Mo- mo- most pastors at least. And I still think that there is a, this isn't a don't do it or do it. I think this right here is an acknowledgement that Christian influencers is a very gray, very nuanced, um, very rapidly growing thing that has happened over the last couple of years that I don't think we fully understand. I don't yeah. think we know what to do <laughs> when we have these, these these kids and these people who are not pastors, who have not gone through training and have not done all these things now with these massive platforms. And like, what do we do with that? Um, yeah. And how do we steward like our own personal relationships with the Lord when a platform is growing that quickly, like you never seen a church go from one follower or one church member to a million church members in three months. That's never happened, but that happens in social media all the time. And so it's like, even the massive church growth is stagnated over the course of probably a decade plus Um, social media. It happens like overnight and the growth happens faster than our character and the depth of our walk with the Lord can, can walk with it. Um, but yeah. like it, flip side of that, like it doesn't mean don't share the gospel on social media. It doesn't mean don't, don't, don't share that TikTok. It's just something to hold intention. 
Yeah, it's like you as a person need to have a hierarchy of engagement importance. And the top of that hierarchy is like the church. I think the the plumb line that's often used is like the church is God's plan A. It's like the church was the method that that God instituted as the primary means to share the gospel. It's like for that's why we're commanded to go Therefore, make disciples of all nations. Like, the church is the hub in which we send people. But from there, like, yes, we should engage in other platforms. It's the same exact thing as people going into their to their jobs, into the yeah. workforce, um, using video games as a method to share the gospel. It's just going yeah. out and using the things that you enjoy to share the gospel while you do it. Yeah. And I often say that when your passion for something that God has given you and the gospel intersect is where you discover God's calling for your life because that's where you're most passionate about and you combine that with the gospel and it's like, holy cow, like this is what I was meant to do forever. And that's how I feel about video games and sharing the gospel. It doesn't mean that my primary community is found playing video games. No, my primary community is found in a local church. Yeah but I still play video games and share the gospel. So you take the same framework and apply it here. It's yeah. like, yes, I share the gospel on TikTok. I'm faithful when I do it, but ultimately I'm a church member under yeah. the authority of God, yeah. under the authority of my pastors. And I submit to them because I know that they have what's best for me in mind and yeah. they're faithful, you know, preachers and teachers of the word. Yeah. And that's how we have to, that's how we have to think of it. I, I love that breakdown, what you just did there. I think that's an incredibly helpful framework. And I think that's where, I think I've struggled to put words to where I would land on it. I think that's where I would land on it is that, like I wrote an article actually for you like two years ago about yeah. how like uh, social media is the world's greatest mission field that we won't send missionaries to. Um, yeah. And so like, there's just like, it's this so much access to like, that's actually why we both started up TikTok pages is because man, we can't reach our students at school on two o'clock but all of our students are on their phones at 11 o'clock at night and their worst thoughts are in their head. So if we can put out a video that shares the gospel at those moments, man, I'm there for that. And like, yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to pursue those avenues. We're going to engage in those spaces, but we also have a very high value in view of the church that like, like you just said, that's plan. That's plan a, and that we have pastors that speak into our lives, pastors that vet what we say, pastors that like check our spiritual depth that we're walking with the Lord and those two things go hand in hand. And I think when people who make Christian content and people who receive Christian content are doing both of those things, I think that's where social media engagement Christian spaces can be really healthy. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, we've only been doing this for a couple of years. I think it's going to take some time to actually get there. Yeah, it's really fascinating. I mean, people study social media and the impact that social media has had on our society. Social media is still relatively new. It's existed for it's so 10 new. years. It's 20 so years. New. So it's like we don't know the long-term effects yeah. of our psyche and of our like humanity because of social media. We won't know it for another 100 or so years. Yeah. And so there's still a lot to be discovered and understood. But I think there are two primary audiences listening to this podcast right now. You have the content consumer and the content creator. I want to speak to both of those crowds. First, the content creator. The content creator is a 
that's that's the role that I fall under. That's the role that Reagan falls under, yeah. both here in this podcast and on our personal YouTube and TikTok pages. It's like we have we have a calling that God has given us that we've intersected with our passions and we've pursued it. But we do it under the authority of pastors and we do it under the authority of, of scripture. And although we don't have like pastors like analyzing every single video and thing that we do, it's just like we submit to them and yeah. they're willing to talk to us if something happens. And that's important. We're involved in a church. We're involved in a local congregation. And yeah. out of that, we we produce content. So that would be a healthy framework for any yeah. content creator. For any content consumer, it's like, okay, well, you need to be really careful of the content that you consume and give authority to. It's like, yeah. ultimately, your authority should be rooted and found in the word of God. And it's like, that is where a that is where the authority of God lands. Yeah. Then you have the church, and hopefully if you're plugged into a healthy church with good pastors, they're speaking from the authority of scripture. And, and so we're able to submit to pastors because they're speaking from the authority of scripture. But then as we move down into content consumption, there are a lot of people who who say a lot of really cool things that sound good, but but don't speak the truth of the Bible. And even if they do speak the truth of the Bible and they're getting their authority from scripture, they don't have a relationship with you. Yeah. And so building the hierarchy, it's like you can still consume that content. You can still enjoy it. It can still be good, but it does not have the final say in a believer's life. Yeah. Just like if a pastor says something that's incorrect or not biblical, cool. that is not the final say in a believer's life. Yeah. It's ultimately scripture. I, I think I think a good litmus test um, for this is is the most influential either Christian or pastor in your life viewed through a screen? If so, Ooh. that's probably a red flag. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't mean you don't consume Christian content and preaching and teaching that comes through YouTube or TikTok or whatever. But if that's the number one, that's probably a red flag um, because yeah. there's no ounce of community or being known in that. Although it's not a bad thing, it can't be number one. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And another great good news. I knew you were going to say this. Another podcast under 35 minutes. We're getting better. That's pretty good. We're getting better. Two in a row. We're, we're doing, we're, 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 we are doing better. We talked on social um, we're media progress. underneath an hour. That's <laughs> I'm saying, I'm like, I feel like I could go on this for a while, but I think, I think at some point we're just like repackaging the same thing because it's just so important and good. Um, and so thank you guys for tuning in. I will say you should totally check Reagan and I out on TikTok and um, after all of that and follow us, consume our media because... <laughs> <laughs> we need the engagement. TikTok does not like us. Um, and it's frustrating. Like my last TikTok got like 14 views and I almost deleted the app. I almost deleted the app. I have 1,400 followers. I'm growing. And my last video got 14 views. So. Steward, steward those 14. Be faithful to what's in front. <laughs> pray, Never. pray over them. Yeah. Steward. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, pray. God has gifted me with 14, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be faithful. G hey, all right. Jesus had 12. Come on now. That's true. Beat that, yeah. Jesus. Well, okay. thank you guys. Okay. <laughs> and, it's and like I podcast. can handle two more. I can and, handle two more. It's not. It's time for bed. Um, and, and the podcast. Thank you guys. 
<laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate it. This is episode 25, which is wild. Hey. Um, we've we've made it. Sorry. Yeah, episode 25. We made it quite a long way. So thank you guys for tuning in and joining us on this journey. If you've joined our journey, maybe our podcast journey here in the last couple of episodes, go check out the backlog of episodes that we have. There's a lot of good stuff in there. And hopefully it can serve you as an encouragement um, and, and help you with whatever you might be going through. Um, and there is a multiverse and uh, missions podcast that you should totally go check out because it has a lot to do with what we talked about today. It's me- so, me- metaverse, not multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's time for you to like go to bed. Avengers Endgame with yeah. the multiverse. We're going to talk about homeschooled right, and Doctor Strange. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you in the next one. And until then, take care and God bless. (laughs) I haven't had any. (laughs) I'm going to bed. End the podcast. You have one life. (laughs) So why the world?